Hey, welcome. I am your host, Sam, and this is Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities, a podcast about urban legends coming from different cultures and other scary stories as well. Hi, welcome to the 11th episode of Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities. Um, you can follow me on my social media on Instagram. It's Urban Legends. Oh, sorry. It's Urban Legends AODC. Um, you can leave a DM, um, maybe suggest um, what Urban Legends I can do. You know, give it a follow. That's nice. And if you're listening um, to this from Apple Podcast, feel free to leave a rating and a review that would be super nice honestly so yeah that's all i have for promotions so it's been a while since i last recorded um i believe like my last episode was like a couple months ago it's been really crazy with my schedule in school and in golf um if you don't know i'm in college golf and it's been very hectic um but i'm in my last year so i just had my last college golf tournament in april and it was pretty fun so yeah um it's been busy and i also moved to georgia so that's another um that's another thing that occupied my time it was the move and other than that it was just me trying to balance school golf and trying not to get overwhelmed so that's why i haven't really been able to post a lot so yeah um i'm really sorry about that but also yeah i just needed some time to recuperate as well and now i'm back i'm super excited to upload another content for you guys so yeah that's a left wait what so that's another life update for me so yeah so for episode 11 this episode is actually suggested by a listener named tyler so tyler thank you so much for this idea if it's not for you i don't know what to write well honestly i think i do but this one's super interesting though super um yeah it's just an interesting read when i was reading about it i was just like it's pretty intense so if you don't know we're gonna be talking about the bell witch and this legend is from tennessee and it's considered one of its most famous hauntings and basically it's about this entity that haunted a farmer and his family um so the farmer's name is john bell senior and the Bell family lived a few miles from the road from the town called Adams, Adams, Tennessee. And John and his family moved to northern Robertson County, Tennessee in 1804. And they lived in an area that consisted of 320 acres of farmland along Red River. And they're also members of the Red River Baptist Church. So... Um, for 13 years, it was pretty peaceful for the family. The family became prosperous and le- 
um, nothing really occurred um, in those 13 years until the summer of 1817, the family started experiencing strange phenomenons, like just strange paranormal things. So um, one of them is strange looking animals in the property and knocking sounds on doors and outer walls of the house. So they can also hear sounds of a rat chewing on bedposts and then sounds of chains being dragged through the house. They can also hear stones being dropped on wooden floors, gulping and choking sounds. And at first, the Bell family kept the hauntings to themselves. Um, it was a sensitive issue for the family. And also, they were, like, respected members of their church. So, like, the reason, one of the reasons why they hid this hauntings to themselves was because out of fear. Like, they didn't want to be disrespected or judged by the church. Um, eventually, it got too much, and John Bell, the head of the household, told one of their neighbors, the Johnsons. So the Johnsons told the Bell family that it would be a good idea to spread the word, and soon after, a committee was formed to, to investigate these hauntings. It didn't take long until this entity developed the ability to speak and communicate. This entity is kind of like smart and like I would say powerful because usually like these types of entities they don't really have that ability to communicate unless like there's a device that'll help them but then again this is like a few hundred years ago so anyway so this entity developed the ability to speak and communicate and when asked who or what this was this entity kept giving um, different identities so there was one point where the entity claimed itself as kate or the bell witch um so yeah um it just kept um giving them different answers basically but the people in adams would call this entity kate or the bell witch so one of the questions was why did the entity kept haunting the Bell family specifically? So according to the entity, it wanted or they wanted to kill John Bell. Um, there was really no reason. Um, at least they didn't really state a reason why they wanted to kill John Bell. And also the entity wanted to stop Betsy john's youngest daughter from marrying a certain neighbor joshua gardner so for three years um, this entity tormented the members of the bell family most of the hauntings were directed towards john and betsy um, betsy would get pinched beaten scratched and have her hair pulled and then john bell would experience swelling on his throat twitching and jerking of the facial muscles and over time john bell became weaker and weaker and on december um, 1820 john bell died and it was believed that he was poisoned by this entity and um they took the full credit of uh john bell's death 
in March 1921, Betsy broke off her engagement with Gardner, Joshua Gardner, and therefore accomplishing the goals of the Bell Witch. So I might be calling her Kate once in a while. So basically, if you hear me call this entity Kate, that's what the name is. Um, One of the entities claimed identities, but who knows? This person might not even be Kate. I don't know. Kate said that there was a reason behind John Bell's death and why she had to break off the engagement of Betsy and Joshua. But she didn't really specify what exactly, which I find it weird. Um, According to some locals, there could be like a logical explanation as to why these hauntings occur. But I'm not really sure. Like Based on what I read, um, they didn't really try to justify it like not justify it but they didn't try to like make excuses for it you know like they kind of just accepted that it happened so according to the legend um the bell witch knew about the the bible and also people's past and future and according to the legend this entity can be in two places at the same time so after the death of John Bell, the entity is said to be back after 107 years. So this would be in 1935, but some people believe she never really left the area since strange things would happen within that vicinity. So here are some notes and some fun facts that I gathered about the Bell Witch. So the AP News website wrote an article about the Bell Witch legend, which featured John Bell's descendant, Lucy Bell, or Lucy Butler now because she's married. So in the article, a Bell Witch historian, I believe his name is Pat Fitzhugh, told the story of the Bell Witch legend to believers, skeptics, and also to Lucy Butler. So basically, this historian had a seminar or like a workshop or like a conference or something and in this article lucy butler said um, she grew up listening to the bell witch legend and she wanted to hear fitzhugh's version of it and according to fitzhugh the historian the entity gave out several identities but the entity started responding to the name kate or kate bats despite bats denying any connection to the haunting also um, the name bell witch is said to have coined by president andrew jackson after a visit to the area so it's not really sure um this fact this statement isn't really exactly sure but these are just speculations Basically, the speculations include when Jackson and his men arrived to the area, the horses refused to cross the property line until a disembodied voice allowed them allowed the horses to cross the property line. And then according to according to Fitzhugh, there was no activity from the entity during 
President Jackson's visit until she attacked, until the entity attacked one of the president's men for commenting that the witch is scared. However, it's not really sure if this part of the story was um, true or not. Fitzhugh himself stated that he doesn't believe this part of the story happened because an encounter with the spirit is unlikely a reason for a president to visit the area. But yeah, so basically that was some of the notes. So the historian uh, Fitzhugh described the Bell Witch story as controversy after controversy after controversy. Which is true because so much things happened to the Bell family and it was just traumatic. I feel like if it were happened to me or to like my family, we'd probably be moving after a couple months of putting up with it, honestly. Or probably a couple weeks. But yeah. Um, so according to the entity, the reason why Mr. Bell was being targeted because... They said that he was not a good person. But really, there's no written accounts or like um, anything. Oh, dog. Sorry, they had a dog and I got distracted. Um, so yeah, um, the reason why John Bell Sr. was being targeted is because he was not a good person. But there's really no, um, I guess I would say proof. Um, that indicate whether or not um, John Bell Sr. is a good person or a bad person. So, yeah, basically there's no written account or anything like that. So we're not entirely sure. And also, however, a clairvoyant named Sarah Delaney Pugh from Mississippi claimed that the land in which the Bells resided was cursed and not exactly the family itself and according to her the family the family's arrival disturbed the land which now triggered the curse also pew says that the entity that tormented the bell family was not responsible for john bell's death despite what the accounts say in addition to that the tennessean article states that a slave killed John Bell, poisoning him because he could not protect his then 11-year-old daughter, Betsy, from another family member who was sexually abusing her at the time, Pugh said. Um, this is according to the article that I read. I just quoted it here. But yeah, um, we're not entirely sure. So after John Bell's death, the entity was said to return in 1935. And from what I researched, there hasn't been any records of this entity's return from that year and the years to follow. So now, the legend of the Bell Witch has been the source of inspiration to so many books and so many films. Some of the works inspired by this legend include Little Sister Death by William Gay. I believe this was a novel or like a play or something. And then... The rest, that, the rest of it I'm going to mention are like films and stuff. So, so another work is called Bell Witch, the movie in 2007. The Bell Witch Haunting, another movie that's released in 2013. 
and An American Haunting, which was released in 2005, also a movie. Um, so yeah, basically the Bell Witch remains one of the most documented legends in the United States and the legend has been a significant part of Tennessee's um, culture, I would say, and it's said to have been taught in some schools. That's pretty interesting. Like, I wish my school told me some ghost stories. Like, I would have been, that would have been nice, honestly. To my listeners in Tennessee, what do you guys think? Let me know what you think about the Bell Witch or what theories you have, um, what the locals have been saying, all that stuff. Whether it was correct or not, but yeah, just let me know. Um, that's it for this episode. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to give this episode a rating on Apple Podcast and follow me on Instagram. It's at Urban Legends AODC for more episode updates. And if you want to say hi, feel free to email me at urbanlegendsaodcpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also going to post the email on my Spotify as well. So you can look through that. Yeah, so say hi, send me an encounter, reach out. So yeah, that's all I have for today. Bye!